Hey, hello. Hi, uh, this is the Media Boat. Media Boat? Media Boat. Uh, we're here on January the... Thir- checks my phone, 13th. Th- January the 13th, 2016. 113. Yes. 113316. 11316. One, one, zero, one, zero, zero, one, one, one. All I can say is one now. Okay, binary. <laughs> I'm, I'm a robot. I didn't tell you. Uh, so hi. Uh, welcome it. back to the Media Boat. This is our second real podcast second of the year of the year it of is the week year, two year of our lord 20 16 um and man we actually have a lot of stuff to talk about today we right? have some a full stuff went down some good news some very very depressing news but hopefully we'll try to keep the show upbeat for you uh so what are we going to start with? Movies? We're going to start with the lottery. The oh, big thing yeah. sweeping the nation. So, yes, you probably already know this, listener. But there's a way right now you could be a potential billionaire. An accidental well, billionaire. A close billionaire. Not not quite. After taxes. After taxes, it's like $800 uh, million. But still, $800 million is a lot of money. And so you probably already know that we're talking about the Powerball lottery. I've yet to see if I won. Mike has not won. I'm I probably to, have not won. I'm going to take a wild guess here and assume that Mike is not a winner. My one in 292 million chance of winning. <laughs> it's not, not happening. But um, I have two tickets, so that's two in 292 okay, million. Fair enough. Um, so as it stands right now, uh, it was $1.4 billion was the to- grand total, right? That's what it was as of this afternoon. I believe Correct. it went up to 1.5 right before the right drawing. Right before the drawing. So the drawing took place about a couple hours ago as of this recording. So if somebody won, you probably know. We probably don't. And congratulations on your current yes. windfall. If you don't – if there isn't a winner, that means that this will continue and everyone will get even more stressed out. Breaking news. Higher and higher and higher. Winner of a Powerball ticket sold oh. in California. Oh, for $1.6 billion. Boom! There it so is. So maybe I did win. Maybe you did win. Uh, Click maybe. on that link. Find uh, out. Uh, it says in California. We're in California. Okay, well, while I find this, yes. Matt, if you won the Powerball, what would you do with the money? Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot we're going to do this. Uh, yes, our so big what ifs. My plan would be you're going to laugh. My plan, I would start a record label. No surprise. Um, who would you sign? I don't know. That would be probably left for after I started it. I, well, the money would help me kind of get a get an off like a building to like, huh? Well, what? I found out where it's where uh, the Powerball ticket was purchased. All right. Chino Hills. Yes, really close. So right up the freeway. Right up the freeway, Chino Hills Parkway. Well, there you go. So there's nobody that we know, probably at least no one we know directly. Um. Yes, my dad drives that route every day to work. I don't think your dad won, or else I'm sure you would know by now. I'm pretty sure I would know by now, but it is <laughs> on his way to work. But no. Of course, that could be anybody's dad on could the way to work. Anyone's father, really. Yes. Could be your father, listener. Uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a really cool way of using that money. Obviously, this is a moot point now that we know somebody won. But what would you do? Um, what would you do? My gut instinct is to give to Star Wars to push it over Avatar. <laughs> sure. I think it's then I would do, say I, no. I think I can handle it, actually. I would say no to that, and then I would probably go into buying some real estate. Specifically, 
the Playboy Mansion. You'd buy the Playboy, Boy, Playboy Mansion and have to live with Hugh Hefner for the rest of your life? Or the rest of his life? No. no. I would buy it. He'd pay me rent. I wouldn't live in it. I'd just throw massive parties. Sure. All right. Uh, that have to involve Hugh Hefner? Well, I guess if you're going to uh, include any elderly man in a party, Hugh Hefner is probably the best choice. No. No? Who no. would you choose? Most interesting man in the world. That's not a real person. That's oh. a fictional character that Dosaki's made up. <laughs> What's your real answer? Real, real answer for the oldest person yeah, at the party? Like, yeah. Um, Who would be the coolest old guy to hang out with? Because I think you have yours, like, by default, right? Michael Caine? Michael Caine. No, sorry. Huh. Duh. Sean Connery. Sean Con- No, Sean Connery. He would just be sitting there out of it the entire time. He, he doesn't even want to act anymore. He's done. He is retired. What's the last thing he's been in? Uh, did, was he in anything after uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I do not believe so. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much the last major thing he did, right? Does George Clooney count as old? George Clooney does not count as old. Okay. I think he's... I mean, he's older than we are. This is for sure. Yes. But I don't think I would classify him as old. I mean... I feel compared like he's to not Hugh even, Hefner, you mean? Compared to Hugh Hefner, especially. He's not even showing, like, George Clooney isn't even showing his age as much as, like, Tom Hanks is. Tom yes. Hanks has started showing his age in the last year. Yes, his eyes but, have started dragging him Yeah, down. yeah. He looks like he's slowing down. But no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a, weird, that's a weird question. Not that this matters anymore, because yeah. that money is gone. That money is gone. Someone, money has been won. Someone is now... I mean, don't they still have to claim it, though? Yeah, someone has to claim it. So if nobody claims that ticket, then it still goes. So we find the person... Don't claim it, uh-huh. and then uh, bribe them. Bribe them. Uh, blackmail them into giving us the ticket. I like where you're going. And then we're gonna start a record label inside the Playboy Mansion, right? This is how this is gonna work. This is how it's gonna work. All right, done. Call it uh, Bunny Records. Bu- <laughs> it's gonna say Bunny Records. You're gonna say good. Bunny Records. It was good because it's <laughs> the obvious thing. Yes. It's like what else would you call it? I mean, you, you would call Rado it- Grooves. Rest of my back. <laughs> I was gonna go with hair, but that's not. Sorry. That's uh, really working. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways. So okay. So anyways, that got solved. What's next? What um, after? So Powerball lottery. Powerball up to one point six. If you've won, you already know. However, even if you won, you would still not catch Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, so what's the uh, current box office number? As for of Star Tuesday's Wars? box office. Uh, Star Wars is currently number third all time number worldwide. Third. At no, one point, number third. Number third. It says the college graduate. At $1.766 <laughs> billion. Dollars. Six, six. I said billion this time. Yes, you did. You said billion this time. Well, so what What you said this earlier, but for, for the media boat cat, uh, uh, audience here, how much does that mean it has left to get to Titanic and Avatar worldwide? 420. So 410. Yes. $420,000 to meet, uh, to tie Titanic's record. And uh, it, once it beats that, it becomes number two. Right. And then how much to beat Avatar? $1 billion. So another billion. It needs $1 billion to beat Avatar. So last week we were talking and about it's it was currently going to... uh, 24 days in to right. its grand total. So um, here's my question. So last week when we talked about Avatar... 
or so wow star wars when last night we, when we talked about star wars you said that it was just about to hit the china market yes what was the china number disappointing really yes i see this uh headline says only 53 million yes that's low. That is low. That is really low. That is really low. So basically, Especially for what's considered to be the biggest market out there right now. So you're basically – this is basically saying that Star Wars is not as universal as we thought it was? Yes. Or this could be because of the delayed release that Star right. Wars is not as big worldwide as we previously thought. I mean it's still early in its release and it's still putting up big numbers everywhere. I mean, considering it's still number one, fourth week in a, in a row in the U.S., actually just edging out The Revenant by like $2 million. Right. But, I mean, opening up at $50 because for terms of box office, it usually just goes down from your opening weekend. It never yeah, goes up. that's not and a good And that's sign. a huge blow to Star Wars. Yeah. Well, so I guess the question is, does it beat Titanic? I believe it will be Titanic. But Avatar is going to be the... Second. It's just going to have to deal with second. It's going to be in the middle of James Cameron's sandwich. <laughs> mm, James Cameron's sandwich. Anyways, uh, so, okay, so speaking of Star Wars, I saw Star Wars. Finally. You finally saw Star Wars. I was the last person, well, apparently not the person, last person on Earth, but at least the last person in the U.S. who hadn't seen it. And I finally saw it on Sunday afternoon and i'm actually 3d showing all right in the best format uh well i mean yeah if you're gonna see it you should see it you know see in italics right and matt's review is i like that movie that was a very good movie uh as i mean i'm gonna echo probably a lot of people's sentiments here but it's a really good star wars movie they somehow managed to do what the prequels couldn't do and replicate the feeling of those original three movies in a modern way. I had some gripes. I'm not going to lie. It's not perfect. As are most movies. But, I mean, especially if you compare it to Empire, which everybody's going to, because Empire Strikes Back is objectively the best Star Wars movie. I will not take any arguments. Uh, I'm, with, I'm, on, I'm on that boat. Okay, you're on that boat. You're on that media boat? I'm on that media boat. Good. At least we share this media boat together. Because I would probably have to... Because... We just, uh, for context's sake, we just recently rewatched A New Hope. And what I remembered about that movie is holy crap, the first 30 minutes, nothing happens. A lot of zero things happen. Hey, we could have followed Luke to the Tashi station to get some power oh, converters. God. It's like the worst part of that movie is the beginning of that movie. And I had totally forgotten about how much that drags. You realize that Luke doesn't show up to the first right. scene till 17 minutes into that movie. So this. So what I'm saying is is that I think it's really easy for everybody to, to say it's like, oh, well, it was good, so that must mean it was, like, great. It's like, no, I still think Empire and Jedi are probably better movies. Um, I think I told you my list would be... Yeah. Uh, episode 5. 5, 6. 7, 6, or 6, or 7. Five, I would probably go 5, 6, 7, 4, Prequels. 3, 1, 2. I think I would go... Five, seven, four, six prequels. Three, oh, you're three, not even going to rank the prequels? It's always three, two, one, the prequels. No, no, three, one, two. You don't like clones? No. I hate it. I that is up your H. peak. I hated it. There you go. I didn't hate it. That's not a word. Uh, I hated it. 
because that was peak whiny Hayden Christensen. That has the worst one of the worst scenes of any movies that I've ever seen, which is a scene where he talks about the sand, that where he's talking in the little to um to Padme, Padme in the little like weird tech building and on ta- Tatooine, and he's talking about how he killed them, every one of them, not just the men, but the women. And the children. And then you hear Darth Vader theme slowly (laughs) build into it. But it's so dumb and it's so badly paced. He's saying it's over the top. It's so bad. That movie is so bad. And it just takes forever and nothing really happens. That just movie is so bad. It's so bad. We're not here to talk about that. We're not talking about the bad movie. We're talking about the good one. We, so, do you want to talk about the bad movies? No, we don't. We don't have the time to. We really shouldn't. Well, we, um, we really should. No. Yes. We can later. Anyways. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I thought that... I w- so, my problems with it... Obviously, we're not going to go into spoiler city here. I had some issues with some of the spoil- more spoilery things, but I'm going to leave that off for now. One of the things I felt is that the tone was weirdly inconsistent. I felt like the original trilogy does a really good job of walking that line between this is a fun adventure for the family and, oh, this is actually really cool sci-fi stuff going on. This one I felt like they didn't really know where that line is, and so they kept jumping on each side. Like it would be like super, super serious thing would happen, and then J.J. Abrams would be like, well, that was a little too serious. Let's let's take a step back and then have a laugh. And I was like, no, come on, man. Like, if you want these characters, if you want your villain specifically, if you want your villain to have some pathos, you know, if you want your audience to really understand that he's an evil dude, don't let go of that dramatic moment. Don't take that step back even if you feel tension. Because I feel like J.J. Abrams does that too much in his stuff. It's like he can't. You gotta revel in the badness of your bad guy. But here's the thing, though, that we don't see him actually do anything bad. He up until, which is funny that you say that because I felt like actually, they depict the villain in this movie, uh, almost better than even Darth Vader was tr- treated in A New Hope. If you look back at Darth Vader in A New Hope, he's basically just in charge. He's not really that bad. The baddest thing he does in that movie is force choke that dude. Right. But then the rest of the movie, he kind of just walks around being, like, stoic and tells people what to do. And then he can't, even, he can't even shoot a dude down in a TIE fighter. It's because it's in his own presence. <laughs> right. That's the difference between Darth Vader and Kylo Ren is that Darth yeah. Vader okay, I guess walked into the role as the presence yes. of the big bad. Automatically, when you see him, when he first comes into the, the Starship Station, mm-hmm. he is the big bad. Everyone clears right. out of the way for... The big bad. So that's what I'm saying is that I think that they tried that same approach with Kylo Ren, except I think they do a better job of making him look like, oh man, he can mess you up. But then, like I said, as soon as they're done showing how much he can mess you up, then he like they back off of it and say like, ah, but look at this funny thing that just happened. For it's me, like, no, come on, man. Yes, I know what you're saying. They're so close, is what I'm saying. For they're me, so close to making that. It happen. was when he removed his helmet. As soon as he removed his helmet, it seemed like everything that was so powerful about him went away. Well, because you get Adam Driver's mug. Yeah. And at, oh, I want to say something right now, but it's a huge spoiler. No, it's not. No, I'm not going to say it. I'll right. tell you later. I actually forgot to tell you. I was going to tell you this after I saw it, but I forgot to tell you. 
Anyways, uh, so basically, I mean, that's probably my main gripe. It's just super inconsistent. But but other the like tonally, otherwise when they when it's on like when it's on point, it's on point. The the action sequences are really really well done. It's well paced. I think that there's good feeling of constant momentum, which was one of the things the prequels got wrong, was momentum because you had action scene action scene, and then all of a sudden boring political drama for like 20 minutes and then action scene action scene whereas this one pretty much trims all that fat like basically the only two times where i felt like there was some slowing down was when they basically had to explain to the audience what this evil organization really is which is necessary 100 percent necessary i'm glad those scenes are in the movie but that's really the only time that i felt the pace slowed but well, i don't want to go into details so Okay, so overall, you like it. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. That's a really, really good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact you can even mention it alongside the movies in the original trilogy is saying a lot about how how great that it actually did turn out. So you're saying this movie is is really great. It's great. Is it best picture worthy? No. 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 Uh, I think that we live in a world where. The Dark Knight at one point was a favorite for Best Picture. And I think if that loses, if that barely gets nominated. Did, that Dark Knight did not get nominated. That's right, it didn't. If that barely doesn't make it, I don't think Star Wars makes it. All right. Because, yes, it has the cultural impact, but the Academy does not award action movies. They never have. And so I don't see it making Dark Knight had a chance because I think – Nolan is a director who can walk that line. Speaking of walking lines, uh, I think he can make a movie that looks and feels like a drama that's also an action movie. J.J. Abrams isn't there. He makes action movies. He makes popcorn flicks. They're good popcorn flicks, but I don't think the Academy will nominate them. Speaking of, do you want some popcorn? No, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) The reason I bring up Best Picture is because the Academy Awards – are not get nominated tomorrow. That's right. That, is that tomorrow morning? It's tomorrow morning at five thirty. Oh yeah. As of this recording, we do not know who will get nominated for the Academy Awards. So we will say next week, um, since we will be doing a show weekly. Uh, next week, we'll probably dedicate a portion of our show to be uh, our our predictions. Yes. However, uh, the D- Directors Guild has yeah. nominated their top ten, their top five mm-hmm. directors for director. Best picture. So the shortlist. The shortlist, basically. So what's the shortlist for director? Shortlist for directors. The nominees are, uh, in alphabetical order, Alejandro Inarritu for The Revenant. Of course. Except he won last year for Birdman. Yeah, they love him for some weird reason. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Tom McCarthy, Spotlight. Okay. The movie about the right. priests. Yes. Which seems to be a favorite right now. Adam McKay, The Big Short. I am shocked by that. Really? Is it that good? Apparently, it is that good. We should see the big short. I think we're going to see I the big short. I think we have to see the big short because, and okay, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's the Will Ferrell guy. Everybody yes. knows him as the Will Ferrell guy. So the fact that he can actually direct a movie that's not, like, crazy dumb is just amazing to me. I don't know if it got it because of his directing or because of the subject matter. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can look at the last five years of Oscar and you can say, man, does the Academy like their period pieces. Yes. They love historical fiction. 
I love it. Eat but, it up. But this was happened like what five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago. Still close enough, I feel like. Almost then again, 10. I mean, then again, the social network lost, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, social don't network know, lost, and that was. <laughs> it yeah. should have won, but don't get me started about that. All right. Um. Other. Okay. Uh. Up next is George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Fury Road. Yeah, I still haven't seen Fury Road. I told you it's not even on my top ten list. Because I didn't like it. I, I got it. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't... As much as I liked, the, liked it visually, like, it's a great cinematography. I think it should win for cinematography. Uh-huh. But directing-wise, story-wise, pacing-wise, I, I feel like there's better movies. I, I mean, should it get nominated? Probably. I, I think compared to everything else that came out this year, probably. Yeah, it's a tough it, it, one. It seems more like a fan favorite that everyone was rooting for. That the, the, the DGA basically said, you know what, George Miller, you haven't made something in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll give you the nod. That's nice of him. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he also uh, was nominated for the Golden Globes, which we'll talk about later. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, people like that movie. Right. And the like last him. nominee that the DGA put for their. Uh, Directors Guild is Ridley Scott for The Martian. Not surprised. Uh, again, mm-hmm. we'll talk about him more later. Yep. But but yeah, uh, I'm not surprised by that. I didn't see The Martian either. So wow, I'm just kind of doing well on movies this year. Yep. But cool. Yep. So, so we'll know that, more so next week. That's the short list for Best Picture are those five for director. Yeah. Well, most likely those five will get uh, the Best Picture. I don't know about all five of those movies. Yeah, probably not all five. I would say The Martian gets a nod. Well, it's, okay. it's up to ten. It's up to ten. So. Up to ten. Uh, yes. But they're not restricted to having ten. So, The Revenant, Spotlight. The yeah, Revenant, Spotlight, uh, the, Martian the Martian are probably all locks. Do you, I'd say, uh, what are our wild cards? Um, oh, do you think Joy. Uh, I was going to say, do you think David O. Russell gets a nod As for much Joy? as I hate the dude. And hate his work. Yeah, but Jennifer Lawrence wants to be buried next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll probably get the nomination. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd the like... Danish girl? Oh, y- yeah, I could see that. I could see it getting the nod. I don't see it winning, but I could see it getting I the nod. I see Eddie Redmayne getting uh actor nod for that. Right. Because uh, he's Eddie Redmayne, and they love him. Yes. I believe Star Wars will get the nod and win in all visual effects oh, categories. Oh, yeah, easy. It's a lock for visual effects. It's a lock for probably sound editing. It's a lock for anything involving All the stuff that doesn't effects. that does not particularly single out one person. Right. Maybe costumes. Maybe costumes. Makeup. I bet it wins. I bet it wins in a landslide for makeup oh. because they did so much alien like co- like like makeup work for yeah. that movie. It's I mean, more than anything else I can think of this year. Um, let's see what else? <laughs> Other movies? Oh, for for best picture? For best picture? Um, I guess maybe if the competition's that bad, maybe we will see Star Wars. I don't know. Maybe because if we are having oh, a hard concussion, time maybe some, maybe concussion. I see that more in the acting again. I yeah. think Will Smith, Will Smith will be carrying that movie. I don't think it will get right much attention otherwise. Um, but man, I'm having a hard time. This has been a weird uh, award season. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of award season movies. Right. It feels like they all came out on Christmas Day and then and poofed. Poofed. 
Nothing. Unless they're all going to be January releases here, or sorry, February releases here, which not, sometimes not happens. Not even February releases. It sometimes happens. Oh, the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight will probably get a nod just because Tarantino. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Carol. Carol will probably oh, get a nod Carol, because, that's right. that's because the it is one. the Weinstein Company. That's and the other they one. They bobby the crap out of stuff. Yep. Uh, Creed would be a wild card. Creed is a wild card. Um, Danish Girl. Oh, animated. Do you think Inside Out uh, I hope it beats gets, everything else? Because I, I hope, think it has to, I right? think I think Inside Out will get the win, and I think it will hit the top ten. Do you think they'll dunk? The best picture. You think Inside I think Out? So. I think so. Okay, now do you think in animated, do you think uh, Inside Out and Good Dinosaur get nominated? Yes. Both. So do you think Pixar has two in the same race. Yes, I believe Pixar is running two horses in the same because race. Because what else would be nominated, right? I mean, you the had movie. a Peanuts You had the Peanuts movie this year. You had... Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That won't be nominated in animation. <laughs> that won't be nominated for anything. Uh, <laughs> you had... What else? There's something else animated this year. I'm Wasn't there a DreamWorks that came out? I know. And I'm trying to think of what... Oh, Minions. That oh, yes. might be nominated, unfortunately. But it Hell sucks. to the no. It sucks so much. Um, oh, the other movie that might get nominated? Uh, Suffragate? Oh, did that come out? Yeah. But it was limited yeah. release. Yeah, I don't but the, remember. But I think that was Women's Suffrage in London, I believe. Wait, wait, wait. Um, the other one is Trumbo. Oh, right. As much as Academy likes movies about Academy. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think it will get nominated. It's a little too on the nose, you think, this time? It might be too on the nose. (laughs) All right. And I think that would be it. Probably. So it's probably going to be a small Best Picture race this year. Yeah. Unless, of course, they do get more broad and we see stuff like Star Wars and Inside Out. Right. I I really doubt it. Which I think they might put in just to get people to watch. (laughs) Start to put Star Wars in just to get people to watch. Yeah, Yeah. You might be right. Because, yeah, it is kind of a major event. However, if that happens, we will have to refer to J.J. Abrams as Oscar Academy Award nominee J.J. Abrams. Although that doesn't seem that weird, you know, to say. That right. sentence does not seem that bizarre. Because, I mean, he's done good stuff. I mean, he has the, he has the ability to do he it. Has the, he, won't, he will not, however, be nominated for Best Director. Yes. There's no way. As much as he wants to compare himself to be Spielberg, he's, he's, not Spielberg. Not the, he's not at that level. He's not Spielberg. He wants to be Spielberg. All right. But uh, someone who's on the opposite of that spectrum. All right. Who do we got? We got the Razzies. Yes. So, yeah. So, when are those? Razzies. They are the worst of the worst. No, I said when are those. Oh. Although, I was also going to explain, yeah, if you don't know what they are. Yes. They're a, an award show that's done by, like, what, it's like a private website now? I believe so. Uh, they, they basically uh, pick the worst movies of the year in all sorts of fun categories. Um, yeah. I don't know when the actual uh, date is. I don't see it. Does look like we have some nominees. Uh, don't go through everything. Let's no. just do like worst. Like, all what's right. the worst picture nominees? Worst picture. <laughs> Fantastic Four. That's all right. All right. Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Jupiter Ascending. Ooh, that's a pile. Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Oh. And Pixels. That's yeah. Those are awful. That's a good picks right there. I saw two of these movies. You did. I saw Fantastic Four and I saw Pixels. Well, I am. I feel bad for you. You wasted four hours, four hours of your life on those. Um. Uh. <laughs> do please. not do not defend yourself here. Oh, <coughs> bless uh. you. 
Yeah, they're hold, so you bad. Gotta put your finger on your nose. You gotta like this, and that stops sneezing. No. Yeah. And I do the I do the vampire sneeze, where, where I go into my arm like yes. Blah. Oh. Blah. Yes. Well, okay, so well, we don't need these were all pretty these. bad. Yeah, those were bad. Okay, worst actor. Well, we don't need to go through all these. I just said that. Okay, well, just worst actor, because yeah. there's some pretty bad ones. We have Johnny Depp and Mordecai. Oh, God, you, I you forgot remember? about that movie. Yes, that's why I wanted to see this <laughs> list. Uh, Janie Dorman, hashtag not my Christian, <laughs> has Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. Kevin James. Okay. Adam Sandler in two movies, The Cobbler and Pixels. Oh, God. You forgot about The Cobbler. I was going to say, uh, they also missed, um, what was the Netflix one? Oh, Ridiculous uh, Six. Ridiculous Six, yeah. You're going to hit a trifecta being Ugh. three nominated Ugh. in the same year. Ugh. And then Channing Tatum in Jupiter Ascending. Not, uh, not, uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne's in that movie, right? Yes, Eddie Redmayne is in Jupiter Eddie Redmayne? Aw. Could have gone for the yep. Razzie and the Oscar yep. this year. So leading the Razzies cool. are are those the top five movies makes sense or the bottom five movies. Makes sense. They the each five. lead them with lead the Razzies with six nominations each. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, we'll see how those go, but that's just a fun little silly thing. Yeah. What else do we got? What else do we have? Oh, we got. Okay, we're gonna go to some movie news. All right, what most do we got of, in the news? Most of the do, stuff, do, 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 breaking news. Do, do, breaking do, do, news. Do, 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 this do, do, is all do. stuff that happens behind the scenes. All right. These are dealing with uh, two studios. What do we got? The first is Relativity Media. Okay, what's happening with that? As you know, or as you probably that don't go, know. They got a cool spinning thing in their logo. Yes, as you don't know, they actually filed for bankruptcy. Oh, Last shoot. year. Did they? Last year, last June, right. June or July, they filed for bankruptcy. Sounds right. They were picked up. Okay. They they got saved by some uh, offshore company. Sure, as you do. And they have a new head of their film and TV operations. All right. And it's someone you know. Someone I know personally. No, not okay. I know personally. Someone I know of. Yes. Okay. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what? Yes. Wait, what? Why? Yes. What the actor. Why Kevin Spacey? The actor Kevin Spacey. He's a lot of free time on his hands? He's now the head of Relativity Media. Sure, all right. And running the film and TV division. Okay. Is he going to get everybody PlayStation Vitas and call it a day? Uh, no, <laughs> I believe he's just going to yell at everyone and then undermine them. Yeah, yeah, as he does. Yes. But yeah, imagine <laughs> that. Just one day you wait, you go into work and just, oh, Kevin Spacey's now my boss. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, don't get on his bad side. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, cool. so there you fun. go. Kevin Spacey is now running something. I th- oh, actually had a production company beforehand. Yeah. Which is why I think why he's good friends. A yeah. Logical but, thing for yes, him to it's do. Yes, logical for him to do. Got it. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, the other big news that happened okay. happened with uh, in China. Okay, what's happening in China? In China, they just uh, poured out some major cash. Cashola right. for okay. Legendary Pictures. Oh, shoot. Really? Yes. As of yesterday, Legendary Pictures is no longer an American company. Oh, dang. Are there, I mean, all their uh, production studios still headed, like, still here, right? Yes. Obviously. Yes. They didn't move it. It's just, it now has a parent company. So parent company is just So picture this. Okay. The studio that brought you all the Batman movies. Yeah. Inception. Right. Pacific Rim. Right. Godzilla. Right. This past Godzilla uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, Godzilla twenty fourteen. <laughs> this past year's yeah. um, 
Jurassic World right is no longer its own entity. Huh. Huh. Weird. All these big box box this company that's known for big blockbuster movies mm. is no longer running itself. It is now owned huh. by Dalian Wanda Group. Uh, it is yes. Go ahead and say who. Da- da- Dalian Wanda Group. Yes. Dalian Wanda Group. Yes. It is a Chinese. Okay. Dalian Wanda Group is a Chinese real estate firm. Real estate firm. Okay. Yes. Sure. All right. In the past five years, this company has slowly and kind of secretively getting its foothold in the entertainment business. Weird. The big step that it took previously was purchasing AMC. The wait, the TV network? No. Or the movie theater chain. The movie theater chain. Thank you. <laughs> the movie theater chain AMC is owned by Dalian Wanda Group. Weird. Okay. Which is why when you go to AMC, like the one we do at the block, yeah. How it used to be kind of like yeah, so so and then they all of a sudden poofed it up. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they poofed, they poofed it, it up. up. Yeah, they put like new carpets, new chairs, new projectors, everything in there. Okay. Yeah, so that's did all. Did they part replace of them. their faster than speed machine? They did. In uh, it's in now Zaya? fastest. Oh, it's fastest. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yes, um, Dalian Wonder Group now owns AMC and Legendary Pictures. Well, there you go. That's not uh, a monopoly at all. Actually, it is not because right, there is a they law. That law, I know. Yes, <laughs> it's also the second company to be owned overseas. The first being uh, when, you mean movie company? Yes, movie company. Not <laughs> like company ever because no, no. that's not true. No, the first, the second movie company to be owned overseas. Okay, you know what the first one is? I don't know. Columbia TriStar is owned by Sony. Oh right, yeah, duh. Sorry. Yeah. Which is owned Duh, overseas. I totally blanked out. I don't, of course I know that. Yes, of course you know that. <laughs> You're talking about something else. No. Okay. But yeah, so. Cool. Fun fact. Yes. Expect uh, some more legendary movies to feature China scenes. Or not. Because that's probably not going to have a lot of effect, I don't think. I don't think that stuff will trickle down as much as you think it will. Uh, I think so. Eh, we'll see. Uh, they already have the next movie coming out for them. Announced. Yeah, but that had to have been in the pipeline already. Actually, yes, it was in the pipeline See? already. So, yeah, I don't think – I think you're overthinking this. I probably am overthinking it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to television. TV. Stuff happened on TV today. All right. Uh, do you week? want me to go over this? Yeah, uh, uh, quick recap. Uh, yeah, so the so, Golden Globes happened. Uh, if you don't know what the Golden Globes are uh, – I feel sorry for you. Well, no. I, you don't really need to care. Uh, Golden Globes are basically – they're done by the Foreign Press, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is basically, hey, uh, those other countries that watch American movies, they like American movies. Let's see what they thought about them. It's basically the Oscars, except if all the voting was done by people who are not living in American culture. <laughs> so it's what the rest of the world thinks about we should appreciate. Yes. So that's why the picks that they do are really weird. Now, the Golden Globes are unique in another way, which is that they combine both movie awards and television awards. Kind of like the People's Choice Awards, except somehow even weirder. <laughs> even weirder are the categories they get placed in. So, yeah, there's a drama and a, a co- musical or comedy uh, category. The best picture is actually split down the middle, which is weird. They also, also do that for television because obvious reasons. But... It's weirder for movies since we're so used to just the best picture is the best picture kind of construct from the Oscars. 
and every other award show. So sometimes it's funny to see where they put the uh, movies in as musical comedy or as drama, including some comical choices this year as The Martian is in comedy. Not only that, it won. And it won for in comedy. Yes, The Martian is the best picture in musical a musical. or comedy. Yes, musical or comedy. Which you would say, you would argue, probably before that movie came out, was neither. Then when people actually saw that movie, it's like, oh, it is kind of a comedy. It has comedic elements. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that Mad Max is nom- was nominated for drama, which I don't know if that qualifies. Although I guess it's not a musical or a comedy, so it kind of has to be there. Well, it's action drama. So. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The Golden Globes are weird. I mean, the only thing that's keeping people watching it, as far as I know, is that uh, NBC has this stunt casting move of putting Ricky Gervais back up there as host. And this is only notable because the last time he did it, there was, I don't know if you would even call it a controversy. I think it's just people being dumb about, or like, well, I guess some of it was well-founded. But he has this thing where he just basically does one bit, and the one bit is, let's be mean to everybody. It's the, I'm (laughs) British, and here's how America is wrong. Which is, I mean, that's Ricky Gervais' career in a sentence, pretty much. And I don't really care for the guy too much. I think that there's a kind of un- it's necessary to punch down, but that's just another story for another podcast. Uh, but apparently, people will will always yeah you punch up, not punch down. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think it's apparently enough for NBC to do it again as kind of a stunt to get people to watch it. I guess some people are into that. They'll they'll host it every year. It's something that I don't think won't go away. Yeah, I liked it better when it was uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Yeah, Fey. Amy and Tina did it because I mean they, they did it, what two years? In they a row? did it two years in a row, and I mean they're they it's kind of similar in in a way because I mean they do kind of do the jokes on everybody thing, but they're nicer about it and less. They do it in smarmy. their own weekend update yeah, kind of vibe, and that works better for me. But anyways. So you actually got to watch most of it. I yes. came in at the end. I watched the last couple of awards. But what did you think overall? Um, people won. People lost. Jennifer Lawrence had a weird speech. Jennifer Lawrence did have a weird speech. Somehow. As we alluded to earlier. Okay, so yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence won for um, Best Actress in by a, a, in, in a com- musical, musical comedy. comedy for Joy. Yes. And she gave a weird speech saying how she loves David O. Russell and wants to be buried next to him. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So that <laughs> happened. Not going yeah. Then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was the other big winner of the night, winning yes. for Best Performance. Uh, and an actor in a motion picture drama, uh, beating Will Smith uh, and Eddie Redmayne, which was probably the bigger, the big story there. And Steve Jobs. Which gives him some... Yeah, but he wasn't going to be there. Okay. Uh which probably gives Leo some momentum going into the Oscars, which he desperately needs. <laughs> yes, he needs all the momentum. He is currently the front runner. Yes. And he, by all accounts, should win his first Oscar. Because, I mean, yes, to go kind of back to kind of the broader, broader question here, I guess there is one thing that the Golden Globes are useful for, and it is giving movies and actors momentum going into the Academy Awards. The big awards. Because season. if chances are if somebody wins the public will be thinking about that person going into the bigger award show and in this case it's probably working in leo's favor i don't think jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence will win though 
But here's a surprise for you. Sylvester Stallone won Stallone. for Creed. For supporting. Yes, in supporting. Creed. Yes. That's kind of a shocker. He yeah, for basically playing a character he's already played seven times in Rocky right. Balboa. Right. He Again. wins yes. That's a weird one. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I'll throw that in there. Um the director of Creed. Yes. Um he also directed what's his name? Yeah. yeah, what's his name? Shoot. Uh, I'll look at I'll look at that right now. Yeah, but yeah, okay. the director of Creed he also directed Fruitvale Station. All right, uh, which also happened to have Michael B. Jordan in it. Yes, Michael B. Jordan. Not to be confused with Michael A. Jordan. Not to be confused with Michael. Yes. Yes, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> okay. Yes, he's been tapped. Okay. And is now directing the upcoming Marvel movie, Black Panther. That makes a lot of sense. Does that's that make good, sense? That's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Now everyone is asking, who will Michael B. Jordan play? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's, I know nothing about the character of the Black Panther. It's not Black so. Panther. It's not right, the Black Panther. they already cast him, right? Yes. He is um, – what's his name? I'm terrible with names. I almost said Idris Elba, but it's, no. No, no, it's not, it's not Idris Elba. Elba. <laughs> no. It's uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, which is a great name. That's such a great name. Yes. You would know him name. from uh, Get On Up. Get On Up. Uh, what was that movie he did? <laughs> I didn't see it. There's a singer. Uh, the, not, Rick, not Rick James. Not Rick James. Not Rick uh, James. Uh, James Brown. James Brown, yes. Yes, James Brown. Yes, he the, played James uh, Brown. So are you saying that this man, is he the hardest working man in show business? Must be because he also played Jackie <laughs> Robinson in 42. All right, fair enough. Uh, anyways. Anyways. So besides the winners, because I feel like that, that we probably covered that. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, I sh- we sorry. should probably say who won. Uh, for what? For what? For the big awards. So Best Picture Drama mm-hmm. went to Revenant. Yes. The Revenant. Is it The Revenant? The Revenant. The Revenant. So Director Inari- also went to The Revenant. So Inaritu gets his, uh, what's a two, I guess two wins is just a two-peat. Huh? It's not a three-peat. Yeah, two-peat. So he gets his two-peat. Uh, Aaron Sorkin won for Steve Jobs. Okay. He had a really um, nice, uh award speech oh, that's good. go check it out that. I like Sorkin I mean I know why people kind of don't like him but I like yeah. Aaron uh, Inside Out won for best picture as it should for animation oh uh, musical yeah we already said Martian won for uh, musical or comedy yes. uh, for those of you who are, who are going to do an office pool pick Son of Saul for your best foreign film thank you I will remember this <laughs> yes now let's get into oh yeah and Sam Smith won for Riders on the Raw for, for yes Spectre. Right. Now let's get into some TV. Did you, by the way, see, uh, this is more for music, but did you see, I guess, some uh, some website or some magazine or whatever interviewed Sam Smith uh, uh, recently and asked him whether he had heard that um, that uh, song that Radiohead had recorded and then released super late that they had recorded originally because they thought they were going to be asked to do the song for Spectre. Uh, and Sam no. Smith said... I don't know who, like, they asked uh, him if he knew who Tom York was, and Sam Smith didn't know who Tom York was. And I was like, what? He didn't know who Radiohead was? Well, I'm sure he knows, like, I think he knew who Radiohead was, but he didn't know Tom York. Oh. And also, he hadn't heard their song. Like, come on, Sam Smith. Get in the industry. Come on. Get in your own industry that he's you're British, too. Winning. It's like, if he's a British person relatively from our generation, he would know. Who Tom yeah. York? I don't know. I thought it was ridiculous. I think he's messy. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways, in addition to movies, Golden Globes also do television. Yes. So, 
the winner for best drama series is the newcomer, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot won. Wow. Mr. Robot I'm won. Kind of surprised about hackers. Right. That's as, as much as I know about that. I heard that's a good show. I heard uh, there's a Twitter buzz uh, for that thing. Uh, so it beat out Game of Thrones, Empire, uh, Outlander, and Outlander, Netflix series, and nachos. nachos. I mean, Narcos. Nachos. I swear, every single time I see that in Netflix, yes. I think it says Nachos, and I'm super disappointed. All right. <laughs> Matt, have you heard of Mozart in the Jungle? I have no idea what Mozart in the Jungle is. Well, now you have heard of it, because <laughs> it has won Best Musical or Comedy. Sure. Is it a musical? Yeah. It's a comedy, actually. Okay. It beat out the likes of Casual, Orange is the New Black. Personal favorite, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Last year's winner, Transparent. Right. And the yeah. always winner, Veep. Well, I mean, this this isn't... I mean, this whole category is broken because I uh, because uh, Broad Matt, City isn't on it. Broad City and Master of None are not right. on it. And so it doesn't, it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> so Mozart of the Jungle... So if you ask me, nothing won. <laughs> well, okay, so Mozart of the Jungle is an Amazon original series. Oh, got it. Original That's why I haven't series. seen it, because... Who has Amazon? Who, yeah, who has Amazon Prime? God. Right, jeez. Who's watching Amazon TV? Who needs two-day shipping anyways? God. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Mozart the Jungle won, and uh, the actor actually also won for uh, best um, actor even, in a comedy series. I don't even know who's in that thing, Not since I just heard about it today. Gael <laughs> Garcia Bernal. That sounds French. Or actually, Spanish? He's Spanish. Spanish? Yeah, it's a, it's a Spanish. It's a Spanish show. Oh, weird. Okay. Sure. No, well, no, everyone speaks English, but it's but about it's... a Spanish conductor. Does it take place in Spain? Uh, it takes place in New York. Then why is it in the jungle? Or is it the concrete jungle? Concrete jungle. Where dreams are made of. Yes. Yes, Alicia Keys. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, Gael Bernal. Gael. Gael Garcia Bernal. Beat out the likes of Aziz Ansari. Yes, he was nominated for Master of None. Yes. So. Rob Lowe for The Grinder. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor and Patrick Stewart, who right. I didn't know was in anything. <laughs> what does it say he's in? It says Blunt Talk. I don't even know what Blunt Talk is. Actually, Aziz Ansari had a good bit of when they announced his yeah. name, he was reading a book that said How to Lose to Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> How to Gracefully Lose to Jeffrey Tambor. That's cute. That is a cute gag. Yes. I appreciate that. Written by the previous bestseller, How to Lose to Brian Cranston. <laughs> All right, anyways. Oh, other other big news. Um, John Hamm won his Oscar for Mad Men. Okay, finally. Finally. You mean Golden Globe. Golden Globe. He's not won an Oscar for Mad Men. You don't win That's an impossible. You don't win Oscars? Not for Mad Men. Oh. It's a television show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Taraji B. Henson won as Cookie in Empire. Right, I saw that. Yes, actually when she won, she was hanging out cookies to everyone. I saw that, yeah, that was pretty great. Yes. And then the Cecil B. DeMille Award for basically a lifetime achievement. Goes to Denzel, Denzel Washington. Actually, yes. Uh, <laughs> that was actually a good bit. If you have time, go on YouTube and watch uh, that. Tom Hanks came out and introduced it. Yeah. And he said most people, basically the summary of his bit was most people – are great actors, and you can say their name, and you'll know their work. Then there are people who you can say what their one word, like mm. share, who go by one name, and you'll know instantly about them. Yeah. And for that, it's Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, you just say Denzel, and you know who yep. you're talking about. So you skip the women, which is apparently a, co- a common thing for you. You keep swimming, skip. You keep skipping the women. I said Taraji B. Henson. 
Okay, well, who else? Oh, yeah, that's right. Lady Gaga won. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. It's crazy. I forgot about that. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga won for uh, American Horror Story. So, uh, how close is Lady Gaga to EGOTing now? Uh, well, she got the G. Well, I guess it's a Golden Globe. It doesn't count. It doesn't count for she anything. She has a Grammy. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, she hasn't gotten an Emmy yet, but she could next year. She could. Uh, She's eligible for this role probably in next year's Emmy. Right, and she was the high, probably the front runner now for and that. And she could, uh, she could win an Oscar if she's in the movie. Right, I can see her getting a Tony really easy. Oh, the other Emmy she could be award winning is uh, for that Lady Gaga, special, uh, special Lady Gaga, and Tony Bennett Tony live Bennett. at Madison Square Garden. Right, you're right. So yeah, l- look forward to EGOT, uh, uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, okay, cool. Right. Uh, so those are all the major stuff winners sweet. for uh, television. So uh, for everyone else who didn't mind watching a four-hour show, <laughs> there was football over the weekend. There was football, a different kind of four-hour show. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the playoffs. The first playoffs. week of playoffs. Yes. Um. So second week. We watched. Um, oh no! First week, yeah. We watched uh, Seattle upset the Vikings at the last minute with a shanked field goal. Uh, laces in, bros. Laces in. Uh, what yes. else? Oh. We watched the oh, Packers. Yeah, after um, after he roundly the field goal, beat. Uh, after he shanked the field goal. Yeah. Seattle immediately erected Walsh's yeah. jersey into their Hall of Fame. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, the Packers beat uh, Kansas City, right? Can- no. No, uh, sorry. Washington. Washington, yes. They beat Washington. So the picture for the next uh, bunch is it's uh, – let's see it's, if I can remember this. It's the it's, uh, Green Bay at Arizona. Correct. Uh, it's uh, Pats at the Chiefs – or Chiefs at the Pats. It's yes. Seahawks at the Panthers – and it's Steelers at Broncos. You remembered it. No, because I'm looking at oh. your screen. Because, God, I don't remember this. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, while we're talking to football, should we talk about the more recent news about football? You if mean you are a, the, 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 yes, my next point? point yes, here? your next point. If you are a Los Angeles resident uh, and you've been wondering why uh, everybody has weird teams out here, football teams, it's because we don't have a team. Or at least we didn't. For several, several decades. For 21 years. Until now. You could literally drink to the absence of teams. You could. So uh, it broke yesterday, two yes. days ago? No, yesterday was the official word. Yesterday was the it official word. It's been buzzed that, about this whole past week. Yes, that the Rams, the franchise, the Rams, which were formerly in St. Louis, are going to come back to Los Angeles after uh, once being a Los Angeles team from the 40s to the 60s. If I remember correctly, I saw that. They were in the 90s. Not that late, right? Yeah. 95. They left L.A. in 95. That late? Yes. I know How long were of. they a Los Angeles team? Uh, about 14 years, I think. Look that up. Because I, I, I read something that was apparently misleading. Oh, no. I know, I know what you're <laughs> thinking of. Did they leave and come back and then come back again? Is yes. what happened? Yes, well, because the Rams were formerly uh, in Cincinnati, or in Cleveland. They were the Cleveland Rams from uh, 1936 to 1945, and then they became the L.A. Rams, 1946 to 1994. Aha, there we go. And then they left, so I guess longer than 14 years, 
almost uh, 50 years wow. in L.A. And then they up and left us <laughs> for for St. Louis for mm. the for the arch <laughs> for the golden arches. Oh, well, wait, I think no. uh, <laughs> that's what that means. Yes. Well, I think the main, <laughs> the main push was uh, Anheuser Busch. I think uh, bought them and re- relocated them. Okay. If I remember correctly. So anyways, don't quote me on that. Don't quote him on that. So anyways, uh, so yeah, it's exciting for us here because we've been it's been a long time since we've had a football team. Uh, in Southern California, that's not the Chargers. Actually, it could <laughs> still be. So that's the other part of this. So basically, let's recap a little. So wait, this wait, deal, are you gonna take this NFL? Deal? I'm gonna take. I know some of this. Okay, I know some of this stuff. All right, I'll fill so in your gaps. There had been a lot of talk over the last ten years, especially about Los Angeles being an NFL town again. In fact, it was used by the the league as kind of a bargaining chip when teams were thinking about relocating right and it would be like give them reason not to basically threatening we'll move you to los angeles you know and so it became kind of this well yeah and ultimately that's what happened but uh it was basically this chip that was just hung on on top of the league for a very long time but only recently has it become more realistic because teams have actually owners especially have actually been expressing interest to the point where owner the rams decided to invest Millions upon millions of dollars in building a stadium out here. He bought mm-hmm. the, Land. the famous Hollywood Park right. and tore it down. And tore it down uh, to basically pave the way, no pun intended, for this to happen. And so that's why he was the favorite. That's why the Rams were kind of the team that everybody thought. However, since that happened, Two talks other teams. also started amongst the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers. And so there was a rumor for a while that there was going to be a joint deal between those two teams, and they were both going to come to Los Angeles because Chargers need to get out of Qualcomm. It's a concrete stadium. Yeah. It is old. It is actually the second oldest stadium. And the Raiders just need to get out of Oakland. Well, do do you know what the first oldest oldest stadium in the NFL is? No. Lambeau Field. Lambeau's old, yeah. That makes sense, though. But, yeah, so basically uh, there's two halves now that – now that the Rams have basically said yeah, and the vote was what thirty to two yes. to move them over there, so it was pretty unanimous that this was going to happen. The question now remains whether the Chargers want to, because it sounded like the Raiders just bowed out, right? They were just like, nah. No, it's not that the Raiders bowed out. It's that the Raiders couldn't. They couldn't. Yes. Okay. It was either the Rams and the Ra- and Rams and the Chargers, hmm. or. Raiders and Chargers. Raiders and Chargers. It was never going to be Rams. It was never going to be Rams and Raiders. Never. Well, okay. So anyway, so the Raiders are out. So that means that the Chargers now have until March. Is it March twenty third to decide to relocate to this stadium, and then no. January twenty seventeen to decide to relocate at all, right? Or am I getting that reversed? You're getting that reversed. Okay. They okay. So since LA is moving and there currently is no stadium, they will right. play the first se- their first right. two seasons at. L.A. Memorial Coliseum. That is the other part of this, is that the stadium that they're building will not be done for a while. So yes. the first three seasons, it is, that they'll have to play somewhere else. Uh, two seasons, I believe. I believe it'll be ready. They hope. The deal, yeah. The deal is that their new stadium will be erected <laughs> in 2019. We've said the word erected twice in this podcast so far. We've laughed both times. Yeah. Sounds all right. Keep going. So, <laughs> yeah, the stadium won't be completed until 20, 2019. Yeah. Um, next season, the second season is 2016. So they'll have to play the 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. and 2018 mm-hmm. 
seasons in L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Which also is kind of a hunk of junk. Let's be real. It was built in 1985 as a big concrete. <laughs> Again, concrete. Yes. It's not the prettiest place. I've been there. Uh, and it's it's not super comfy. No. I mean, USC plays their games, right, and that's say, dumb. <laughs> I was going to say, I had to I had to see your uh, your least favorite team play. However, I got to see Mark Sanchez play. The Sanchez? I got to see the Sanchez before he was a professional. That was fun. Professional Anyways, what? A professional football player. Uh, I was going to go with choke artist. That too. Really. Okay. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so the deal is cool. that LA Rams will take over the LA... The LA Coliseum, Memorial Coliseum, for the next three years. Mm-hmm. It is up to the Chargers right. to decide if they want to join in the new stadium right. in 2019. They don't. They cannot move until the new stadium is built. Got it. However, this gives San Diego time for them to gather funds and basically say, hey, we want you to stay. We will build you a new stadium because that is why San Diego is leaving. They want a new stadium. Mm-hmm. So until they get, unless they get a new stadium, right. San Diego will be joining the Chargers, and they will share it just like the Jets, the New York Jets, the New York and Jets. the New York Giants, and the New York Football Giants. Yes, the New York Football Giants <laughs> both share the same stadium in New Jersey. Right. Yes, I knew about that one. Yes, they just swap out the big logos. The, paint it over. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, they don't change their logos. They do. Not every time. I doubt that. It's all paint. Well, I mean, oh, no, on the field, on the yeah. Field. I mean, signs, like, signs. Oh, you mean, like, the yeah. signs everywhere? Yes. Yeah, I'm no, sure they no. just reveal those in. Yeah, right? well, yeah, it's just like a table <laughs> center. Yeah, exactly, where it's, like, it's ice and it's basketball. Well, actually, it's always ice. They just put the basketball court on oh, top yeah. of it. Yeah, I know how it works. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so, okay, that's enough football talk for now. Yes. We're excited because now we have a team again. All right. There we oh, go. okay, so now we're going to get to the TV news. Matt, what? I know you like your live shows. I know that sure. uh, you're excited for the upcoming Greece. Well, okay, caveat. Okay, I want to put an asterisk next to this. I am not excited about Greece. I think Greece is a bad musical. I've never liked Greece, nor the, nor the movie Greece. I don't even like the product Greece. I dab napkins on my pizza. I don't like the country Greece. No, anyways. Um, I don't think Greece is a very good show. I think that the moral is a bad moral. And I don't think any of the characters in Greece are likable. That being said, this live show that they're doing on Fox of Greece just happens to have the uh, most uh, amazing uh, woman on the planet, uh, the Carly Rae Jepsen. The one girl who will get you to watch anything. My future wife, uh, Ms. Jepsen, will be playing the role of Frenchie. And so I will have to watch it. Well, while you're watching, <laughs> you might want to take a look out for Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas? Yes. As it was just announced that Joe Jonas and his band Dance, or rather D-N-C-E. What? Yes. His first of all, I didn't know Joe Jonas had a band. First of all, and second of Joe all, Jonas has a band. That's a bad name. Yes. So, Is Joe Jonas, I guess, Dunce. <laughs> so, Joe Jonas has a band called D-N-C-E. Sure. They'll be Sounds play- like a street drug. They'll be playing the role of- Dude, get some D-N-C-E for me. I have a party and a bunch of people are relying on me. It's like depends. Are you a bro? Can hook me up with some DNC. I mean, like, what's it cut with? I need to know. Cutler. 
cut with kids cut with Jay Cutler. <laughs> right. That's as far out. That's far out. Sorry. Anyways, so yes, Anyways, Joe yes. Jonas. Joe Jonas. Uh, Not his... Nick Jonas, who actually has a career, but Joe Jonas. Yes. His band will be performing as Johnny Casino and the Gamblers. That checks out. Actually. Formerly made famous in the Grease movie by right. Shanana. By Shanana. Yes. Where, where they Shanana. all did the hand jive. Right. Yes. That that uh, that scene. Oh, Greece is dumb. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, also joining them yes. will be Boys to Men as the Wait, Teen Angels. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That checks out. So your Boys to Men will be singing to Carly Rae Jepsen. There you go. Uh, I mean, that also explains where Boys to Men has been. Yes. Uh, for the last twenty years. It's continually being boys, trying uh, to not become men. men. Yes. Uh. So yeah, that stars uh, Julianne Huff in the Sandy role. All right. And Aaron Tveit of Graceland. I think you pronounce it Tweet. Might be. Tweet? Tate? I don't know how to Tate? pronounce it. It's not it might Tate. be Tate. It's, it's spelled Tate? weird. It's, there's a V in there. Tate. Anyways, Aaron of Graceland fame will be Danny Zuko. Right. Yes. And then a bunch of other people will play the other roles. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll probably watch that. We'll probably tell you how much it sucks and how awesome Carly Rae Jepsen is. Well, speaking of sucks, yes, NBC has determined that Heroes Reborn sucks. Well, yeah, I could have told you that. Well, it was always meant to be a one season only, so it got canceled. Here's well, what you're saying? Yes, it will. It will run out this this season. Uh-huh. It will be a one season standalone. Oh wait, so it stopped because of a mid season break? Yes. Okay, I assumed it was over. No, no, no. They just had the first episode of the of the second half. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, so there will be no season two. So Heroes is officially suck dead. it, Heroes fans. You lost. It's it's gone after this. So enjoy it while you can, if you want to. There you go. Other news that I know Alex will enjoy. Seth Meyers. Yeah. He has a talk show. Wait, doesn't he already have a talk show? Yes. He has a talk show. Yeah, he does late night. Yes. He <laughs> has his contract now extended. Okay. For the next five years. Nice. Good for him. Till 2021. I like that. I like uh, Seth Meyers. I think that's a good show. The fact that he basically gets to do Weekend Update every night is pretty awesome. Keep going, Seth Meyers. So, Seth Meyers, you're doing good. You're doing something right. Yeah. Continuing um, on the NBC train. Okay. They have oh, – well, there's t- – they have basically announced Okay. Um, word is their next live performance. Oh, in line with uh, the ones they've done before. They did Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood. They did uh, Peter Pan with uh, Allison Williams. And then but this year they did The Wiz with that one girl. <laughs> Usher. It's not Usher. Anyway, <laughs> she, Usher, Usher is a man. <laughs> also, sure. Also, he is not in The Wiz. Queen <laughs> uh, Latifah. So, so now what are they going to do? Okay. Um, <laughs> Keep closing that up. They are going to do Hairspray. Hairspray, okay. That's a good choice. Uh, the musical Hairspray. The musical Hairspray. You have to qualify that because, good lord, do not see the original Hairspray. Also, there's the 2007 <laughs> remake of Hairspray. Well, that's what I'm referring to. That's the musical Hairspray. Oh. So, the one, th- yeah, the second, there, there are two Hairsprays. There is the original John Waters Hairspray. Yes. Which is a trip. I don't recommend it. Unless you like John Waters' stuff, then go for it. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most tolerable of his movies. Probably. Uh, and then the musical, which was originally on Broadway, and then they did a movie version where John Travolta was in drag. Yes. 
John Travolta was married. Yes. In the movie. To uh, 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 Christopher his... Walken. No, was it Christopher it's Walken? It's Christopher Walken. Oh, God, it was Christopher Walken. It's Christopher Walken. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I remember actually liking that uh, that adaptation of it. The musical Hairspray is actually pretty good, so I could see that going pretty well for them. Anyways. So, uh, so who would you cast in that movie? Uh, and you mean in the live? Or in the live. You know, that's tricky because I feel like they'll have to pull the same thing – do the same thing that they did with The Wiz and just do a casting call for the main girl because I have no idea who I'd place in that. Um, what <laughs> – A.D. Bryant. <laughs> I, could, I could see A.D. Bryant. You see A.D. Bryant doing that? I could see A.D. Bryant doing I that. I would have gone with Megan Trainer. Yeah, if you wanted to go to the music angle, I could yeah. totally see Megan Trainer. Uh, Adele. If Adele's he, too expensive. She's too expensive. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Uh, what about from the John Travolta role? John Travolta, the, of course. The mom. John Travolta, of course. I just bring straight up, just bring back John Travolta to reprise that role. I mean, live. Why not? Do you real? Do you do you really <laughs> want to rely on live John Travolta at this point in his career? You're saying he might mess up someone's name. I'm saying that we might have a Christopher Walken in Pan situation again. Oh, uh, is that's what I'm saying? Okay. Where everybody's waiting for him to deliver his lines so they can continue their dancing. I'm <laughs> as much okay, I'm actually kinda of worried about this. I usually this. do a way better walk in. Yeah, I'm actually kinda of worried about this production <laughs> because that was really bad. While they were filming yes. the movie for hairspray yes. with John Travolta, they actually had to clear out the building because they, everyone's hair <laughs> had used so much hairspray <laughs> that it had, the building they were in had become toxic. Sure. So they had to fumigate in the middle of production. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, counter that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a live performance where literally hairspray is sprayed everywhere. Yeah. Literally. All right. What else we got? Um, new show with Ann Perkins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you probably already know about this because I think it does it like starts this weekend. This it week, it right? starts this weekend on TBS. Uh, so TBS is uh, so Steve Carell and his wife. Uh, have created a show for TBS called Angie Tribeca, which stars, as we said, Rashida Jones. Um, and we're only mentioning it because I that thing came out of nowhere, first of all. I hadn't heard anything about it, and then I saw a trailer for it that was probably the most convincing trailer I've ever seen for a comedy on television. It sold me on that show so hardcore that I'm actually kind of upset that I don't have cable and I won't be able to see it. But the, the premise is basically it's a cop procedural, procedural, or at least it's a satire of cop procedurals done in the same format. But the, tr the, but the, the trick is, is that it's a comedy, but all the characters are playing it straight. So all the characters think they're in a serious procedural, but the actual, like, everything happening in the show is absolutely ridiculous. So the crimes are ridiculous. The names of all the characters are ridiculous. And I think the most emblematic example here of how ridiculous the show gets, one of the characters in their precinct is literally a dog. And I mean literally a dog. And this dog is a cop. Like, just no, like, none of the characters mention that he is a dog. None of the characters care that he is a dog. There is just a dog who is also a cop. Which I believe is one of my favorite Cards Against Humanity cards. <laughs> a dog who is also a cop. Yes. Um, 
that just goes around you know like there's one bit where holden just a, has sunglasses on is holding a starbucks cup there's one bit where it is driving a car nobody notices nobody comments on it it's just there is a dog there's a dog that is a cop it's great i don't know i'm pretty sold <laughs> also their names are pretty hilarious yes as i mentioned yes they they have fun with some of the names one of the cops is straight up just named danny tanner yes <laughs> like no, Bob Saget's character. yes no and his nickname is dj tanner but danny there it tanner. is there it is yes yep all right uh, also there's <laughs> jay giles okay all right of uh, music fame <laughs> Lieutenant Chet Atkins. Okay. And Dr. Monica Scholes as Dr. Scholes. Dr. Scholes. All right. <laughs> That's pretty great. It's, it's a pretty good concept. Of take take deadpan. Deadpan works as a comedy. It does. It does. And I, I don't know. So the one of the other weird things about this, and why also it's probably good to mention, is that in a first, as far as I know, for television, TBS is going to air the entire first season back-to-back for 25 straight hours with no commercials on its first day um there's only 10 episodes so they're going to show them over and over again yes so yeah that's such a weird concept it's like almost like they basically said let's take the netflix binge approach Mm -hmm. and do it on cable even though that makes zero sense yep well, apparently it makes sense to somebody because it has already been renewed for a second season. Oh, wow. Jeez. So presumably after this, they're going to air it at a regular rate. Yes. After this, it'll be a regular, yeah. I, I assume, once a day, weekly thing. Possible. Well, I wouldn't say once a day, but once a week probably. Maybe. Whatever. Well, whatever yeah. TBS. Air it like a television yes, show. Yes, TBS does weird stuff yeah. with their like, comedy block That's hours true. and stuff. That's true. Who knows? Because it's on. But yes. TBS is such a weird thing. At this at this point, cable is such a weird thing yes. at this point. But yeah, so so if you're not doing anything on Sunday, <laughs> there you go. You want to check out this show? Uh, so that's Andy TV- Tribeca is the name of the show. Or just turn to TBS. It'll yeah, be it'll Tribeca be there. It'll all be on every Sunday. So yeah, as for us, I don't know if we have a way of show- watching it without cable. Uh, I guess we can try to see if Hulu picks it up. I don't think TBS does anything with Hulu. I think who uh, TBS is Viacom. Right, so they have their own proprietary right. stuff, I'm sure. So ah, we'll figure it out. I, there I, might I'm be a sure TBS app, maybe on the Xbox. You might want to check that out. But what so, is on? The, okay, so review time. All right, what do we got? I have just finished how Speaking to make of binging on Netflix. Yes, binging on Netflix. I have just finished how to make a murderer. Because you, of course, you have. Wait, no, that's not the name of that show. Yes, it is. Isn't it making a murderer? Uh, you're thinking of how to get away with murder. No. Am I how to get away with murder? Isn't it making of a making a murderer? I'm not pretty sure it's how to make <laughs> the show. I'm pretty sure it's making a murderer. Making a murderer. Yes. Uh, but it's a how-to guide. It's called making a murderer. It's a how-to guide though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. So making a murderer. <laughs> now we know what it's called. Well, I'm sorry. I hit play and I skipped through the titles. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix, for making me skip through the titles. So this is the new Netflix hotness. This is what everybody's been gabbing about. It's probably what your uh, coworker has been talking about at ad nauseum at his desk, and you just want to throttle him. So if you've <laughs> heard the name Steve Avery, this is what the show is referring to. So, so this is a real crime that yes, happened. This is a real crime and real trial that took place in the past. Uh, how long ago? What time period are we talking? The trial is in two. Uh, the murder supposedly takes 
The murder takes place in 2005. Okay. The trial is in 2007. So there's been ballpark 10 years since this has happened. Yes. Ballpark 10 years. Okay. So give me get, – get, give us the summary. What was the crime and what is the show – what is the, the, the sh- what is what what is the show talking about? The show talks about Steve Avery and his trial for the murder for a murder that he says he's innocent for. He claims innocence as on, you do, as you do. However, the police and ultimately his conviction determine him to be guilty. So of a murder that he says he did not commit. So it's a show so, basically about the process of how. They uh, figured it out. That's the thing, though, is that even though they shows how the police figured it out, there's a lot of evidence pointing to suggestion that the police planted the evidence, that the police had it out for him <laughs> to okay. uh, to basically making a murderer. So I have a question. Answer. Um, so is this basically just like a television interpretation of what Serial, the podcast, was trying to do? I believe so, yes. Okay, because this is what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because uh, that, was, that was like a huge thing when everybody was listening to Serial. Yes, except this is true. Serial was fake, right? Actually, no, I think Serial was about something that had happened in Rome. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure Serial was also about a true crime. Okay. Both seasons. All right, well, um, <laughs> Anyways, making so, a murderer. How are you feeling about that? Did you finish it? Yes, I finished it. All right. How long did it take you to finish it? An hour each? Ten episodes? Uh, the, yeah, so there's ten episodes. Each episode is roughly an hour each. Okay. I think there's one 45-minute episode near the end. Do you think it's well done? Do you think it's well, like, as a documentary series, do you think it's well done? Like, I feel like yes. Okay. You feel I, like yes. I feel like yes. It is well Non-committal. done. Non-committal. Well, because... It seems like the, the original approach to this was to make a documentary movie, but as the trial went on and as it more going. as it kept going and more evidence and more yeah more interviews and more of uh, the lawyers talking about how this doesn't make sense, how that doesn't make sense, how could this be happening if this would happen, and the ed- way it's edited put together, I think it needed the whole ten hours mm-hmm. to get the story across. Well, Fair enough. the first hour is basically the backstory leading up to the him being arrested for the new uh Mm. this new crime because he was originally arrested for a crime and spent 18 years in jail for a crime he didn't commit Uh and he actually helped um via the innocence project was one of their big cases in getting his uh ruling overturned via dna evidence and setting him free after 18 years Mm -hmm. and then two years later he's right back into kind of the same predicament where the cops basically have it out for him as the sh- as the show makes it seem that they have it out for him and are trying to pin evidence on him that he did this murder. Okay. And there's a lot of um, not only police investigation but how DNA evidence is gathered, what goes into saying DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of courts, a lot of people, a lot of courts, a lot of judges, a lot of opinions, a lot of facts, a lot of media bias is in this. And it's really interesting if you want to see how the U.S. Uh, justice system works in terms of when you're convicted for a crime or when you get arrested for a crime, your 
and the media basically attacks you right off the bat because, hey, they have their man. How can the police be wrong? Right. Instead of trying to prove that right. you're that everyone goes into a trial on the presumption of you're innocent. Right. It's the thing it's the thing where it's like you're told innocent until proven guilty. But the reality is probably closer to the opposite, right? Yes, it is where you're it's guilty. Way harder to prove someone's innocence than yes. it is to prove someone's guilt. It's way harder to prove I was I wasn't there when mm-hmm. I have no other witnesses to yeah. say I wasn't. There's no witnesses, no alibis, say, then it's just like you're it's an uphill battle in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And a lot of it is innocent. your word against our word. Yes. And Wisconsin where this takes place, mm-hmm. um, police usually have like they do in small towns are the authority figure yeah. and everyone trusts them which doesn't seem to be the case in this the way it's presented in the Netflix okay. series so much so that there was a petition to the White House to get Steve Avery presidentially pardoned whoa <laughs> okay and he actually <laughs> talked about that that's crazy he actually responded to them wow unfortunately he said that because this was said that the federal court, mm. uh, that, that, that the president could only give a presidential partner to federal cases, and because it took place in the within the state and the state case, he has no authority over it. That makes sense. Um, so, do you think that this is a format that Netflix could use for like future seasons about different crimes? No. No. Okay. How so? This. Because this in this documentary took place over the course of one trial ten years ago, yeah, you're not gonna have a whole lot of people from ten years ago who are not just going to look back on it, but have all this footage because basically because from the way it was shot, it seemed like they were following this family all throughout the entire trial. All right, not like they picked it up five years ago and decided, hey, that's fair. We're going to investigate all this footage all this evidence and shoot it docu- shoot this documentary because i think they're still innocent no this seemed like it was shot as the trial was going on okay because i because i read somewhere where they were like oh season, this is season one i was like really what they're gonna be more on this thing or they're gonna do a different story or what but that I, yeah that makes sense that this thing was created for this yes well, I don't know if it was created for Netflix specifically. Oh, no, time, not. But I mean, yes. yeah, it was created. It was made to talk about this specific Yes, case. I believe it was. It feels like it was made for TV, the way it was it's uh, edited. Yeah. But no TV would pick it up because if you pick it up and people, all of a sudden a lot more people see it where you're not, like, restricted from ads or higher-ups. It just seems like it was built for streaming. Yes, saying. it's built for something above which, the system. Which I feel like we're I feel like we're finally getting to a point where things are built for streaming. And I don't mean like of course obviously Netflix has been doing original programming for the last 2 3 years now. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I mean is a lot of that stuff was made for TV and then just got sold to Netflix. Whereas now I feel like we're finally in that spot where there's going to be stuff that are built from the ground up for streaming. More like House of Cards? Yeah. No, like House of Cards, like Daredevil, uh, yeah, Marcos. yeah, like Daredevil. It's finally happening. Stuff yeah. is going to be for stream, made for streaming specifically, and not something that just didn't get sold to NBC. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Like Kimmy Schmidt. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was was and pi- is pilot NBC turned down. Yes. And they had already they yeah they had already been greenlit. So yeah, long story. Anyways, so yeah, uh, that's cool. So, so you liked it? I liked it. Uh, give the first uh, episode a watch. It's only an hour. I feel like you'll get hooked after the first episode, trying to figure out what happened and how the police created all this evidence right. from not only Steve Avery's perspective, but from other people's perspective, from some of the top from top lawyers and forensic evidence. And there's enough breadcrumbs in the way that's presented mm. that will lead you to the conclusion that the cops planted this evidence. Mm-hmm. But there's a good job of not coming out and saying the cops planted this evidence. Sure. Because they, they, they do the documentary thing of being being objective. Right. right. And letting you come yeah. to your own conclusion. Yeah. Like they're just, just showing showing you what happened so that way the audience can connect the dots yep. themselves. Okay. So is that it for T V? That's it for T V. What do we got next? Uh we talked about uh the C E S last week. We did. Uh, so what else happened in the Consumer Electronics Show? So I have five big items that I got out of the week. All right, run through them quick because I feel like we've already gone super long on this one. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. All right. <laughs> so Let's do the rest of this at a right. faster clip. So CES, All right. we now have Smart Trigger Lock. What's Smart Trigger Lock? It is – okay, you know in uh, James Bond's – when he in a casino royale, where he gets his gun from Q, and it's finger coded to his fingerprints. Oh yeah, yeah, guns you know, that are fingerprint. Yes, they had to have that for figured, cops. They figured that out for cops. Yeah, oh, they cool. figured that out for cops. Uh, where is that getting rolled out? Um, it's prototype now. No oh, one's picked okay. it up yet. Prototype. No. But so it's one of the big things. Yet. Oh, it's invented. Just yeah. no one is implementing it Got yet. It. But that was one of the big things that came out is that That'll be cool. now they cannot fire the weapon unless right. they mean to fire unless, the weapon. Yes, which, which is very good to hear. And also, it would mean that if somebody else got a hold of one of their weapons, they wouldn't be able to use it. Right. Which is also very, yes. very good. Unless they somehow so, had their DNA. Right. Which, which, yeah. Then we're talking about sci fi and let's not. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, second thing Netflix global, Netflix everywhere. We went over this we went last over this week. last time, yep. Yep. China, everywhere except for China. Mm-hmm. China's the last big market they need to hit. Right, what else? Uh, Kodak is bringing back the 8mm camera. Right, yes. Yeah, so, this. Yes, uh, Kodak, can, you will now be able to buy film from Kodak okay. and shoot on their 8mm camera, which will shoot on film. Mm-hmm. However, it, you'll, you'll have to record your audio on an SD card to put into the camera. Okay. And it comes with an LCD viewfinder, okay. which is smart. Yeah, it's probably smart. Yeah. Um... Other thing, uh, one I found really interesting is Bragi Dash. It is a wireless earbud that fits into the ear. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking wireless on both earbuds. Okay, so they're just two things you could lose really easily. Yes. That you can stick up your ear. Yes. That are connected via Bluetooth, I'm guessing? Yes. To your phone? To your phone. Okay. So I mean, I could see losing those things, but I guess that's cool. I mean, it's cool in the sense that we always see them on TV, like, talking through to their ear. <laughs> or, yeah, like, it's that spy gear that you think mm. you know you think is out there because TV, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really exist. Now it exists. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, what? You don't need it? <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, just, I just think of people talking to themselves. That's all I see right now. It's just some dude 
It looks like he's talking to himself, and you're like, oh no, he's just yeah. But instead of Bluetooth, where you can see it on your side mm-hmm. of your face, it's not small. Like uh, no, you can't like see it. That makes it worse. Is what it. I'm saying. That makes it way worse than it looks like he's actually talking to himself. There's all these people that just look like they're just randomly talking to themselves all the time. That's weird. You're weird. Yeah, I know. Keep going. I think it'd be cool. Okay, and the <laughs> last big uh, outside of the uh, Chevy Bolt. Yes. The bolt. The, the bolt. But my <laughs> last big item from CES yes. is the Samsung TV fridge. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yes. Wait, okay. All right. In the past, I have seen fridges with TVs on them. Yes. Is this a fridge with a TV on it? Mm-hmm. Or, or, wait, is it a TV <laughs> that you can open up and use as a fridge? Which one is this? It's the first. Uh, it is a fridge with a 21 and a half inch tablet built wait. into the the fridge. Wait, okay. First of all, that's already been done. Yes. I want to I want to state that for the record. Yes. This is not a new it's idea. It's not a new item. Second of all, why did you refer to it as a tablet? Can it be removed? Yes. Okay, because it can if, be if removed. it's just a screen, it's not a tablet. You can't call it LCD screen a tablet. Yes, this is why it's a part of it. Okay. Because it can be removed. It is... But isn't 21 it, inches a gigantic tablet? Yes. Is that bigger than the iPad Pro? It is. Okay. That's a huge not only tablet. Not only that, but um, it's actually short range, so it's used within the kitchen, so you can't really take it outside. What? What the... What? Why? What's the point? It's so, if you, so if you're looking up recipes on the kitchen... <laughs> just... You, just Use your tablet or use your phone. Look at the recipe on your phone. But this is built all in one. I don't care. It's dumb. But you can use your <laughs> Samsung Smart TV to stream apps and the internet to it as well. You can do that on your phone. You don't need a fridge. Yes, you can use your phone. You can use your small screen on your phone to stream uh, it to this big screen. Why? That you can only watch in your kitchen? You have to bring a stool over? A stool. Into your kitchen? <laughs> And sit on it, watching something in your kitchen. That is the worst idea. That's why it wins my worst electronic oh my God. of the show. No one needs that. Yes. It wins my worst electronic of the show. You know what was cool? Is when Microsoft was doing, doing the Surface, the original Surface. Yes. Not the tablet, the Surface. But remember Microsoft Surface? The thing that was this, like... The thing that I had in the Microsoft stores for a while that you could play tower defense games on? Yes. That was, like, this flat thing. Well, there was a time where they were going to implement that directly into surface, like, counters in your kitchen. Right. And so there was going to be, like, a readout on your counter that was going to tell you, like, you need this recipe. Like, what you need these ingredients in your recipe. And it would tell you. It would be linked to your fridge. It would tell you, you have this in your fridge. You don't need to buy this. I think that's now HoloVision. Yeah, I think they're going to do stuff for, holo- like, HoloLens with that now. Yes. But, but that was cool. That stuff is cool because you don't need a tablet in your fridge. That's something that's actually hooked into stuff that matters. You know, that makes more sense to me. This tablet, whatever. <laughs> Rant fridge, over. Fridge TV is dumb is what I'm saying. But my fridge needs its own tablet. It does not. Your, your fridge does not need a tablet. Right. Okay. I think that, that's that, CES. That, that was CES in a nutshell. That was CES. All right. What do we got? Music. All right. So music. Um, start from the top. Do you want to start on the this. top, or do you want to keep? Uh, let's skip leave it? the big one for the end here. Let's talk about the happy stuff. First. All right, happy stuff. 
One Direction is breaking up for good. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, let's say happy stuff for if you're not a... Uh, okay, should be nice here. A lot of people like One Direction. It's not just for teenage girls. It just so happens that a vast swath of their audience were teenage girls. Are. I think, though, I think it's it's easy. It's really easy to go for the comic, the go comedy here, and go for the easy joke that just because teenage girls like One Direction, One Direction is useless. Not necessarily fair. I think that any fandom is, you know, representative of something that, that the connection that people do have with music. I think One Direction, maybe they're not the most quality pop band in the biz, but they got they did a good job at what they did. They were a modern boy band, and thus I'm sure that a lot of people are broken up about the fact that they have broken up. Well, I feel like that just because you don't like their music sure. and don't like their fan base means you yeah. should hate the <laughs> right the base. Hate is hate is a yes, strong a word. Strong word. But and we are not going to yeah we're not going to use something that people genuinely are passionate about for our own comic foil. Right. I guess you could say. So sure yes, One Direction was a thing. They were very successful. One Direction is no longer a thing. So, do you know why this happened? Everyone, well, one... So, Zayn Malik had been the one that dropped out last year, right? That was a big news story. That was a big news story. Everybody loved Zayn, and Zayn was out. He wanted to pursue a solo thing, or just other things? The solo career. Okay. The reason they're breaking up now is because their contract as One Direction ends... And right. they don't want to renew and they it. they want to renew it because they all want to probably do other things Yes, anyways. they want to do acting or uh, producer or own solo careers. Sure, yeah. Or one of them's going to be a dad soon. Oh, that's right. Jeez, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll put that in your mind. Oof. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, so that's, I guess, that's that for One Direction. So One Direction now goes into five separate directions. <laughs> five separate directions. There you go. Yeah. There's your joke. There's your, 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 your joke. Punch, see, punch up, not punch down. It's the way I do it here. I, I like punch out. Except if you're, uh, except Mike punch Tyson. out is a very good game. <laughs> except if you're Adam a- a- Adam Sandler, then it's, yeah, I'm, then I'm punching down. <laughs> Anyways, what Anyways, else we got? Uh, we have a Metallica lawsuit. So yeah, so you briefly mentioned this to me. So what's going on with Metallica? So Metallica, or more precisely Metallica's lawyers, have issued a cease and desist letter okay. to the Metallica tribute band Sandman. So, okay, so how did this go down? How did they find out about the Metallica cover band Sandman? Meta- because Metallica cover did band... they enter? They did not enter Sandman. <laughs> however... Comma. Yes. <laughs> however, in their flyers and posters, they used, supposedly used, official uh-huh. Metallica logos. Got it. Well, there's your problem. And that's why they issued a cease and desist. So it's kind of like what uh, what happened with that guy throwing the Pokemon party. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like, you used our official art. Yes. It's like, nah, dude, you're going down. Yes. So while probably the band Metallica has never <laughs> seen or heard, or heard of, of Sandman, Sandman, they now know of it because copyright material. Copyright material. Copyright material will get you every time. Mm-hmm. They, it's just how it goes. I mean, I know I can see why they put it up there because hey, we're Metallica tribute band, so you're gonna put Metallica tribute band underneath. Right, that's very tricky. You but however, you're using Metallica's brand, and Metallica lawyers don't like that. So from what I understand, is being a cover band is not illegal because it's uh, it's it's um, 
transformation of existing work. Yes. Because as long as you're transforming existing work into something that it wasn't already, say, with different people, with slightly different instrumentation, you can get away with it under copyright law. But using their art straight up is just not transformation. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's straight up using their art. Straight, straight up infringement. Okay. But it's funny, just because I saw the, the headline yeah. said, Metallica sues Metallica, Metallica cover, cover band. band. Which, yeah, that's, that's the way to get a headline yep. click, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, so clickbait got me on that. What we got else uh, in here? Last, uh, we have uh, Kanye. Some Kanye news. So, so Yeezy. Uh, it's Yeezy season. Uh, it's approaching, as you might know. Uh, Swish, uh, the long-rumored new album, Nike? has been... No, that's a swoosh. A swoosh. Kanye's album is called Swish, and it will be released officially on the 11th of February this year. So it's been a long time coming, but it's finally going to come out. In the ramp up to this release, uh, Kanye is doing something that he had previously done before the release of um, A Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy, whatever the order those adjectives are in. Back in back in 2010, which is releasing new singles every Friday, as what he calls his Good Friday. Because <laughs> he's Jesus. Because also Good G O O D is the name of his label, Good oh. Music. That good works music, too. Good Music has uh, in the past signed Frank Ocean, um, Pusha T, I believe, is on Good Music. A couple other artists you probably would have heard of signed to Kanye's label, but anyways. Uh, he calls his single releasing. So uh, the first one of this new Friday's thing was released last Friday and was called Real Friends. Uh, so if you want to go on, uh, it's on his official um, uh, SoundCloud page. <coughs> and I'm sure it's also posted on Kanye West's website as well. So if you want to check that out, it's a very, it's more of a classic. <coughs> Man, I'm something in my throat. Kanye is getting to me. Uh it's more of kind of a classic Kanye flow, although it sounds kind of like Drake in spots. But then again, so did his other song that he released a couple days ago, or about a week ago now, which also sounded like Drake, kind of. But, I mean, hey, that's what you do. You follow whoever's the top right now. And I'd say Drake had a pretty strong 2015, so, yeah, that's happening. That's a real fight. Uh, uh, I didn't, don't have this on the news. I forgot to put uh, tell you about it, but also... Uh, Kendrick Lamar uh, did a new single on Fallon last week, which Jimmy. was also pretty great. Yes, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, comma, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, which was also pretty great. So, yeah, Rap Games heating up. So are those the first two new songs of 2016? Uh, rap songs. I don't know, but I'm sure there's other stuff that's ha happened. I haven't had a whole lot of time to catch up on music stuff because uh, a lot of the stuff that I have, there's been a lot of small announcements, but no real music has come out yet that I've been on my, that's been on my radar really majorly. But I will definitely talk about it on this podcast when it does. But there is one news story that, right, that we have broke to through everyone and broke everyone. So, uh, as you may have heard, uh, late Monday night? Yes. Late Monday night, uh, music legend David Bowie uh, passed uh, from cancer. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was heartbreaking uh, for a lot. Sunday, Sunday night. night. Heartbreaking for a lot of people. I, uh, I mean, Bowie t touched a lot of lives. He performed for decades he was i mean he was like you there's not a lot of artists that you can say that came out with some seminal work in every single decade that he was alive and that's that's crazy well he also made music up to his 
up to his, his death. death. I mean, well, he literally just released an so album. So he was 60, he died at 69. Uh, his 69th birthday was the previous Tuesday, and he had even released a brand new album uh, called Black Star. Um, and it seemed at that point that he was going to promote it, and he had just done a video for it. There was apparently a collaboration in the works for future singles with other artists and it was just it seemed like it, nothing seemed like there was any sort of indication that he wasn't doing very well i mean obviously if someone has cancer they're never doing well but you know what i mean like it didn't seem like there were new complications but i mean cancer is like that uh these things happen out of nowhere in a lot of cases and that, that was probably the case here well he'd been fighting it for 18 months now? yeah something like that he had known for a while right. um but yeah it's I mean, it just it goes to show you that I mean, someone who has just had such an impact on music and culture. I mean, you could probably say like everybody knows uh, his role in Labyrinth. You know, everybody could probably name a David Bowie song they love. Everyone knows his role with Queen and Under Pressure. Yeah, yeah, and everybody knows those real iconic, you know, identities he took. I mean, one thing you can say about Bowie is that he tra- re- he revitalized his career so many times by transforming who he was. You know, I mean, they're like when uh, there's Ziggy Stardust era, mm-hmm. you know, the Thin White Duke era, there's um, you can keep going. I mean, yeah, there's just he was so many things to so many people and he affected so many lives. It's yeah, he'll be missed. Yeah, I saw uh, one billboard that read well, not really here, but it's online. So I won't do mm-hmm. the word. The stars look very different today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a gr- that's the thing is like social media just was destroyed after this happened. Yeah. My Twitter feed for two straight days was just nothing but pictures of him, links to his songs, links to his videos on YouTube, just articles talking about his impact, just artists pouring out support. Kanye West was one of the first tweets I saw mm-hmm. of somebody just basically saying it's like this – Bowie was a huge inspiration to me. You know, if basically if he didn't exist, none of us would be making music. And I really think that that's probably true. If he did a lot of things that changed music. If you go back and listen to his album Low, which I think was released in 1978, 79, late 70s, we're talking. The latter half of that album is really interesting because it's really, really experimental. And I was kind of a latecomer to his music. I hadn't listened to a lot of his his stuff because my parents were more into music that was released before his heyday. And so I didn't really get a lot of... The 70s were not on repeat in my house, I guess you could say. And so I had kind of learned that myself later on. And listening to that album was kind of this weird, like, putting together the puzzle moment for me because I was like, oh, this is the bridge that bridged a lot of 70s sound, glam rock sound, to what would become 80s new wave. And it hit me. I was like, I needed this piece to com- like complete that puzzle. And he was so influential, probably, in so many decades, keeping those bridges, like creating those bridges between sounds. And that's, you can't say that about a lot of artists. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, there's probably not enough we can say about him. Well, also, if we had uh, Alex character, she oh, would. I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad though, because I feel like it probably get very emotional for her, and I don't yes. know if we'd want her talking about it. Uh, and I, we probably shouldn't talk about that later. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. So yeah, we'll leave it at that. It's uh, he was an important man. Did a lot of things for music, and he will definitely be missed. All right, uh, um, let's move on. Let's to go to high stuff. Yeah, let's talk about video games. Well, 
Okay, we have two things down for video games. Yeah. Both I, I are very similar, though. Thing, by the way. Let's, well, let's go, let's go with you, then. Uh, you is, it related this? is it related to this? No, it's something else. Okay, so let's, let's get it out of the way All first. Right. I had forgotten to mention, this is actually kind of old news, but I should mention it here. Uncharted 4 got delayed. Again? Uh, from March to April. Uh, just a month. Okay. Uh, they probably just, uh, maybe it's scheduled to go gold a little later than they thought it was. So, yeah. So, that will no longer be a March release. So, if you're like me, who was hoping that that would be sooner than later, unfortunately, you have to wait a little longer for it. So, yeah. Uncharted 4, well, April now. At least it's a month. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, next. Next, we, we have two things. They're similar, but different. <laughs> yes, actually. They have a lot more in common than you'd think. First up is the game I mentioned last week, yes. Pocket Mortys. So yeah, that's the um, that's the Adult Swim uh, Rick and Morty game that yes. was released for mobile devices. Which, this, if you're not uh, watching Rick and Morty, go watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. But yeah, this is uh, a Pokemon satire, yes. supposedly. We have not played it. Uh, I Mike literally downloaded it as we were starting the podcast here. I have so it on my phone. We will probably have feed his feedback of the game next week. But yes. yeah, it should be neat. Because it plays like Pokemon. Yeah, it plays like Pokemon. You're Rick, you're Rick going around and battling your Morty against other Mortys and yes. collecting other variations of Mortys. But that is all we know right now. Uh, so we will yes. find out. I've read some reviews online. Well, we'll wait until well, we actually play the game. We'll wait until we play the game, but there's supposedly 90 different versions of Morty oh, geez. in the game for you That's to collect. That's actually a collect. lot. Yeah. A lot of Mortys. Not quite 120. But well, some of it's funny, like Morty yeah. with fork, Morty with spoon. <laughs> Morty with Spork. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's funny stuff. Uh, sounds great. Morty Mermaid. Morty Reverse Mermaid. <laughs> reverse Mermaid. Yes, where he's got a fish <laughs> top. <laughs> That's really good. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of 120. So, 120. 100, 120. 150. That's what I meant. I said 90. I know. <laughs> Why is it 120? Speaking of creatures that you catch... And, and train battle. and battle and against train. each other. Pokemon, the original. So Pokemon, uh, I should note that this is not true in the U.S., but true in Japan. Pokemon is twenty years old this year. Two nineteen ninety six. The original Red and Blue, uh, or sorry, the original yes. Red and Green, green. in red Japan, green. Uh, were released uh, on Game Boy in nineteen ninety six in Japan. Uh, and so the Pokemon Company, uh, which is the the, op- the company who operates the Pokemon franchise is now, that Game Freak? international. So Game Freak is the developer of the original Game Boy game, but what happened in the last 10 years is that Nintendo decided to spin off all Pokemon operations into their own company. So everything Pokemon is now handled by Pokemon Company International. Game Freak still develops the games. Nintendo still publishes the games. Anyways. And so it's just, yeah, it's they needed a holding company, essentially, to run the franchise as a franchise so that's what this is okay they are using this year as a celebration of the 20th anniversary of the franchise as a whole i was i didn't know until this week that this was going to be an international push i thought they were going to do it in japan and then in two more years i thought they were going to do something here but no apparently they've just decided just globally it's because pokemon only has one birthday global birthday you only have one birthday that's not true. Not true. What I mean by that is Pokemon didn't come out in the U.S. until 98. And when so it did, was that was red and blue. Right. But 
we won't follow go into why yellow. there's a difference there. But but yeah, so uh, what are they doing for the 20th anniversary? You seem to have so looked up for this stuff. 20th anniversary, to start off, there will be a Super Bowl ad. Yes, for what? We're not sure of. But yes, there will be a Super Bowl ad. We don't know if it's a thank you for 20 years. We don't know yeah. if it's a... What we do know is that it's not promoting the new 3DS, which is also we're rolling right so into that. So he means the new 3DS bundle, uh, which is they're doing a new 3DS bundle that includes faceplates that look like the original box art for Pokemon Blue and Red, as released in the U.S. Yeah. This is based on a similar bundle that was released in Japan recently that had, based on the art of the original Red and Green releases. So it's kind of cool that they're doing it here, too. And that comes with a free download, I believe, digital download for the virtual console version of the original Red and Blue Pokemon games. Yes, both Red and Blue. This is notable only because there's one real cool thing that they're doing with the virtual console versions. And it seems obvious in retrospect, but I thought it was kind of cool. So the original Pokemon games, obviously, you traded and battled with a link cable because this was back before wireless signals you know, were in those things. How they're doing it now is, in lieu of link cables, they're letting you do wireless, but local wireless, trading and battling with mm -hmm. other people who own the virtual console titles, which is cool. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do all the training, the trading and stuff that you would done 20 years ago. Right. And you get both faceplates. You get yeah. the, the new console and interchangeable two faceplates. So you could actually have a Charizard top with a Blastoise bottom if yeah. you wanted. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I know you do. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, yes. But so th cool. th that releases on February 27th. Yes. Which is originally, uh, original reports were that it would come out in January, but now they have official date of February 27th. Okay. It's not too with long to wait. So if well, you've been holding out on getting a 3DS, this is actually the perfect time to get one. Yeah, because you'll get the 3DS. You can the play new, all the new games. Yeah, new 3DS. The new 3DS. Which is play. a dumb name for that thing, but yes. Yes. The new 3DS. Yes, you play it's all like the new It's like New games. Super Mario Brothers, the new 3DS. Yes, it comes with the classics that you like of blue and red. Yeah. I wonder if you're able to uh, trade in between those games. Of course. I mean, you would have to. No, I mean, like, on the same console, though. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would have to probably have three, two 3DSs for that to work. Right. Because the 3DS cannot multitask. It can't run two programs at once. Yeah. It's not like Xbox One. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. And, yes, and then on the uh, Nintendo Store, mm -hmm. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow will be available on that same day, February 27th. Speaking of Nintendo Store, I re learned recently that the... Uh, Nintendo World Store in New York is getting rebranded again. Yes. It'll now be called, what, Nintendo New York or something like that? Oh, is it? I, for I forget the exact name, but they're changing the name vaguely. I think it's because I think they wanted to change the, the, the logo and the style to more like what they're more in line with their new, uh, their new Nintendo Network stuff, uh, which is going to be the push that they're going to uh, do in the coming year when they start talking about NX, I'm sure. But yeah, um, which will be the third time that they've rebranded that store. <laughs> the first time it was the Pokemon Center, New York. And then when they... It's a cute logo. Yes. Pokemon. Uh, then they rebranded as Nintendo World Store, I believe, in 2005? Uh, to coincide with the release of the DS, I want to say. Back in 2004, yeah. 2005? One of those. Right. Yeah, so in addition to... Not only the new game or the, the faceplate, uh, 
Pokemon as some other stuff that's been happening uh, throughout the year. What else? It, including the re-release of some Pokemon Amiibos. Okay. Including Charizard, Jigglypuff, Greninja, and Lucario. So if you're in Lucario. that kind of Amiibo so If you're uh, collected all your Amiibos you and missed out on these the first time around, mm-hmm. you can uh, pick some up at probably a higher cost now. <laughs> probably. Oh, also, they'll be digitally releasing 12 Pokemon movies. Right, which is actually kind of interesting. On iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. So I recently uh, made the mistake of watching a couple of those Pokemon movies again. I was with you with that mistake. Oh, boy. Uh, But also, it kind of led me into an interesting path. So in the last couple years, and only in the last couple of years, they've actually started up-resing re-releasing remastered versions in Japan of the original movies, starting with one, the first movie, which was re-released in 2014. And the uh, they're going one by one and starting to remaster each one of them. So this might actually be in relation to that. Okay. Because, as I told you when we were watching our VHS copy of Pokemon the Movie 2000, is that, <laughs> poorly, uh, is that... There was no home release of any of those movies in the original widescreen aspect ratio. Every single Pokemon movie was released on DVD or VHS as a full-screen format. So this will be the first time that a home version of these movies will be widescreen in the original ratio. You get to see all the Pokemon. I mean, not that you're I really noticed, missing out on much. Well, I noticed but... uh, when we were watching the movie that it seems to cut off either people's faces yes. or middle of a scene it's where weird. I know like Pokemon yeah. are on the side so it should be expanded just weird pan and scan choices yes. in those wide in those full screen adapt- adaptations which hopefully hopefully this means that if they're actually looking into the releases they'll do they'll do widescreen yes but we'll see um, in addition to the uh, original Game Boy releases you 2016 will also see Pokken tournament so Pokken tournament Pocken? is how it's pronounced because it's like Tekken. Yes. So it's Pocken. So it's Pocken. So Pocket Tournament is yes, it's a it's a fighting game that's done by the Tekken people that over Bandai. at, at uh, Namco Bandai. Yes. And it was originally an arcade game that's actually getting in a Wii U port uh, here in the yep. states as well. Uh, it's already been out in Japan for a while. They've been announcing new fighters consistently, but yeah, it's like a Tekken game with Pokemon. So if you're into that kind of thing, I guess that's cool. <laughs> also, you need a Wii U. But yeah, if you if you want that, you can play it at your local arcade or on a Wii U. Or go to a friend's house. That rich friend who has Wii U. Probably has a Wii U. Somebody does. Yes. <laughs> and the last thing Pokemon's rolling out. All right. I don't think we ever mentioned it, but Pokemon Go. Right. That is sometime this year. That made a huge splash last year with its kind of video that they released. Yes. A uh, little trailer video. Everybody freaked out about so, Matt, what? what is Pokemon Go? So Pokemon Go, as far as I know, is a real, like a like a location-based, camera-based mobile game that involves you looking through the lens of your camera as if you would for like like one of those um, ARGs, like alternate reality games, where you're looking or simulated reality games. I'm not really sure what the A stands for there, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's you're using a ex, uh, also with an optional watch accessory. Forgot about that. Yes. To catch Pokemon superimposed on your screen, 
uh, in, in real, real life. World. So supposedly they haven't really gotten into the specifics of it, uh, but supposedly there would be a social interaction part of this where basically you'd be like, oh, hey, friend in real life, I found a Blastoise hiding over here in this real park by my house. And then your friend would be able to basically come over there and find this Blastoise with you and try to catch it. I don't know if you both have a chance of catching it. I don't know how that works yet, but it'll use real-life locations like that to catch Pokemon. Well, you remember about like two or three years ago when Google did yeah, the Pokemon? Um, yeah, it definitely reminded Pokemon. me of that. Google had a April Fool's joke. Yes. Or I guess joke is a weird name for this. It was an April Fool's thing that they did where you could catch Pokemon in Google Maps, where like basically you could move your Google Map to, say, Paris, hang out by where the Eiffel Tower is, and there would be a little icon of a Pokemon, and if you tapped it, you'd be able to catch the Pokemon. This is kind of like taking that basic concept and making it more of a game, making it like, no, you actually have to supposedly fight this Pokemon and catch it. Yes, it's similar to the mobile game Ingress, which I yes. played for it's a while. It's by the same dudes, actually. Yeah, yeah. by the same people. So, so I've played that game for a while. Yeah. I stopped playing because I had to actually be at the location. Yes. And not just drive by it. Right. That's the crazy part. Yes. Is that this will actually be a situation where you'll have to park somewhere and walk to the location that it says this Pokemon's at. Right. I think you have to be within a hundred feet of whatever location it says. Mm -hmm. It's like pretty accurate because I mean I would actually do drive-bys like mm -hmm. on my way to school like long road trips and I'd be like maybe like easily within a football field length of it uh -huh. and it, w it said it wouldn't count. Wow. Yes. So you gotta be pretty close. So yeah uh, so look forward to a lot of nerds getting out of their house when Pokemon Go comes out. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll know them because they'll be on their phones. I'm kidding. That was harsh. I should take that back. You're one of them. It's it's good that you know that there's something that will get people out and, and checking out. So Matt, I know so you I, like Pokemon. Was this I something like you would pick up? So that's the thing is I'll definitely probably try it out, uh, but I need to learn more about how it actually works first. That video was really cool, but that video is just a video, and I think there's a lot that they haven't told us about. I feel like I'll be an early adopter of it and you just pick will. it up day one. Yeah, I, if it's free. That's the thing. If I have to pay for that thing, I'm not going to. I feel like you'll have to pay for the um, the geotagging watch. or. Oh, yeah. They already said that that yes. much. And that watch will be a separate accessory. I'm sure you'll sell it at your local GameStop or whatever. Right. But if you have to download the app for like a dollar or five dollars, I mean, I, yeah. I don't buy games on my mobile phone. Yeah. But I feel like that is something that would get me to That'd buy. That'd be an exception neural. I feel like, like yeah, that would I be can, an exception because this. it's. A known product, and I know right. I'm not going to waste that money. It's something you know you'd enjoy. Right. And with that... Yeah, wow, I just looked at the clock. Wrap it and up. wow, this is a long cast. We almost cast for two hours. Woo, two-hour cast. Two-hour cast, that's a long time to hold. So thank you for staying with us. If you've broken this up, thank you for meeting us halfway <laughs> and then coming back to us. Amazing. Uh, yes, uh, and so next week uh, we'll have our predictions for the academy awards because we'll have those nominations all set yeah uh we will also probably talk about all sorts of weird odds and ends that happen during the week so i'll give you my review of pocket morty's yeah and i'm sure we'll talk about all sorts of stuff
With all the new stuff that's coming out, uh, NFL games. Yeah, love that. We'll, we'll know who's playing in the championships. Yeah. And boy, so Walter, so if you found us, <laughs> so tired. Those <laughs> chances are you know where we are. If not, if someone links you to us, you can come find us at Twitter, at Media Boat Cast, and also on Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. And we are now on iTunes. Media Boat Podcast. I think that's all we're at. And uh, our individual Twitters. Uh, I'm at Cracker Drill. Q-U-A-C-K-E-R-D-R-I-L-L. I am not two. N-A-U-G-H-T, the number two. All righty. Well, then I guess that does it for this week's Media Boat. We will set sail again next week. Uh-huh.